Welcome. Today I have Kurt Manecki, the author of Smile and Sell More and Smell Succeed for Teens with me today. And we're going to talk about what parents and young adults can do to help themselves be more successful, both in a work environment and then just in general, how to be more successful in the community and uh, how to, for lack of a better term, win friends and influence people. And we're going to get started right away by letting Kurt tell you a little bit about himself, besides the fact that he wrote these books and what prompted him to write the books. Kurt, would you mind talking a little bit about who you are and your background? Sure. Good morning, Eric. Thank you so much for having me. This is a pleasure. Well, I had a specialty retail store of business um, in Michigan years ago. And before I hired anybody, I had a six-week training program that they had to go through and pass a test. So we hired really for attitude and training for skill. And that was really important to our success. So we hired friendly people, people that would make a great first impression and had powerful people skills. And we trained them on the product knowledge and the com competitors' products and our products so that if you walked in our store and you asked a question, you would never receive the answer, I don't know. At least you'd receive, I'm not sure, but let me go find somebody that can help. But usually they had the answer. So Fast forward many years, I noticed that many businesses didn't seem to be training their employees. They didn't answer the phone properly. Maybe you've experienced and your audience has experienced where they weren't greeted when they walked into a business, things like that. So I thought, boy, why don't I make a little handbook for businesses? And that's where my first book came into play, Smile, Sell More with Amazing Customer Service. And that's a 60-minute crash course in customer service and sales. There's no wasted words. Very quick and easy to read. It's a great employee training handbook. Well, I wrote that for businesses, but then I had all these moms and teachers tell me, surprisingly, you've got to get this book in the schools. It's all the people skills the kids aren't learning. And I said, I don't know anything about the school. <laughs> so so I that, that book is in the schools for DACA and other programs. But I thought, let me write one just for teenagers. So I spent nine months meeting with teenagers and my book, Smile, Succeed for Teens, is based on my first book, Smile, Sell More with Amazing Customer Service, but it's customized for teenagers. So I had a wonderful group of teenagers who gave me feedback on the manuscript. I met with teachers, with moms, with grandmas. I mean, it was very extensive research. My editor and I rewrote the teen book about 70 times until it was short enough where teens would read it. But more importantly, it has all the little things that teens maybe aren't learning and need to succeed in their life, at work, to be happier, how to make friends. So that's how that all came about, and it's been very fun. I've met some great people, and I'm just happy that it's helping people succeed. We all, you know, I learn a lot just from reading. Every book I, I read, I get one or two tips out of, so I'm very happy to be helping people. And the special education community, I really wrote my teen book for all teens, but the special education and autism community really picked it up. And, and it makes sense, right? Because regardless if somebody has an intellectual development disability or not, these are skills that everybody needs to apply. You know, when I, I think back to when I left high school and got into the Navy, um, my first couple of years were probably harder than they had to be because I didn't have any of these skills. And when you have an individual with a disability, I would, I would argue it's even more important that they know the basics because that may be the only thing that gives people a, the, the opportunity to open the door, you know, um, you don't want them prejudging somebody because somebody has a very flat effect or, you know, just doesn't seem to be making eye contact or, you know, 
you can put some of that aside by being hello, good morning, and we're going to dive more into that. But that's what I'm thinking, right, Kurt? Oh, you are you are so right. And first of all, thank you for your service, Eric, in the Navy. Thank you very much. But yeah, you're so right. That first impression is so powerful because unfortunately we make judgments within a second or two of somebody. So you're right. Having, especially for the um, students with special needs, that's so much more important because they've got everything going against them in that job market. You know, as you know, the unemployment rate is up to upwards of 90 percent in some cases. And, and I think it's a good segue to go into about what are some people skills. When we spoke earlier, I mentioned you know, sometimes people have to use devices to communicate. So in some cases, you can't put the device to the side. But when you can, you were mentioning that if you don't need the device to communicate, very often the notifications or banners can become more of a detriment, right? I mean, I believe that's what you're saying. Yes, exactly. Especially, And I think you're mentioning the cell phones and things, Eric, is that, yes, that's a big detriment. You know, I have seen so – I have been to so many trade shows – and walked in so many businesses. In fact, I took a picture of one the other day. I was in a grocery store, and the young gentleman behind the Starbucks counter, and I took it from a distance. He had a mask on, so you wouldn't be able to tell who he is. He was on a cell phone. And I see that all the time. And what type of first impression does that create for a customer? First of all, the customer is thinking, well, he's too busy. He really doesn't care. I won't bother him. I'll just go somewhere else, or I won't even, you know, maybe I won't go to that business again. So, that's a big problem. I would highly advise that if teens are working or with their friends having conversations or with their family in a restaurant, they either leave the cell phone at home or if they have to have it on them, turn it off or at least, at the very least, turn it on vibrate. But that is a major problem in our society. And the reason I wrote my books, really, as simple as this sounds, the first technique in each book is smile and say hello. And as simple as it sounds, I thought if that's all people get out of it, they will have a much better life and businesses will be much more profitable. I mean, it's a very simple thing, but like Tom Peters, the author of In Search of Excellence, one of my favorite business books says, you know, the little details are the big details in business and in life. And and I, I find it difficult when somebody smiles at you. I, I believe it's almost like a reflex. You have to smile back, right? And you exactly. can't smile and be upset when you smile. And you just feel good. That's right. And it sets, a, you know, it sets the foundation for future business. So, Let's say one of the young adults, and I know they love Best Buy. Let's say they walk into Best Buy, somebody's smiling. And I've done this in role-playing sessions with some great young adults with autism. And if somebody's smiling and, and greeting them, you know, it's proven that people spend more money because they feel good. And when you role-play and ask these young adults how did that make them feel, when somebody smiled, they'll say, oh, it made me feel really good, and I would spend money in that store. Where if you didn't do that, they respond with, well, I don't think I'd go there again. i just go online and buy it on Amazon. So it's so important because, you know, you're never going to get to that next step in the sale or the relationship if you or the job interview if you don't create a powerful first impression with good eye contact. And I know that's challenging, and a little trick is to look, look at somebody's nose, and that's in my book, too, a little trick. But having that great first impression is so important to move on to the next step. You're never going to get that big sale or sell that big service contract if that customer didn't find the relationship friendly from the beginning because people buy off people. People donate to people, and that's so important. I think we really forget that. People have a lot of choices. They can go anywhere you anywhere they want, really, especially now with, with online. And I think that goes, too, for even before you start working, just getting the job, right? When you go in to get that first interview, you want to make sure you're smiling and 
things, uh, maybe not handshakes now thanks to COVID, uh, but right. to your point, I mean, the smile again, right? I mean. Exactly. That is so important. If you do that, I'll tell you a little a short story. When I had our business, I used, we had a lot of teenagers working for us because we had specialty sporting goods, windsurfers, surfboards, wetsuits, all the Oakley sunglasses, all the things kids love, snowboards, inline skates. I would get so many teenagers come in asking for job applications. But if I had a teenager, which was rare, who came in, was polite, smiled, said hello, and asked politely, you know, could I please have a job interview? And if he had good eye contact and that nice smile, I'd say, you know, do you have a minute? Could we interview right now? Because in my head, and this is how employers think, I was thinking this is somebody I could trust to wait on my customers, and the customers would come back. That's how employers think. So I would interview them right away. So that's so important what you're saying. And in the job interview, because you're thinking as an employer, who can I trust with my customers? I built this business. I can't hire somebody and have them turn off my customers. And then they tell everybody and I lose my business or I lose sales. That's how employers are thinking. And will this person get along with other people? And if they're friendly, I really don't care if they know the products. I can train them in that or know know our business. We can they'll know it in a month. We can do that type of training. And then for the young adults, I want to stress friendly is not the same thing as us telling you you have to be friends with everybody there. Um, exactly. I think it's important to make that distinction. I do too. You just have to be respectful and polite. I think manners go a long way. But again, if people get anything out of this smiling and saying hello and greeting that customer properly, because I know a lot of these young adults are looking for jobs. So when they do get that job, that employer will notice that. I had one of my friends in Indiana, his son read my book and he worked at a clothing store in Southern Indiana. And the owner said to him, you can come back anytime you want. You can set your own schedule. You've always got a job here. And it's because he said they read my book. It's the techniques in the book. So if you have a customer walking in, you smile, you wait a couple seconds, wait a second or two, let them get in the store or the business. Just smile, say, hi, how are you today? That's all you have to do, make that eye contact. That's just welcoming somebody. It's no different than if you have a friend over or a guest in your house. So, again, it's smiling and saying, hi, how are you today? And then let them talk. And it's it's huge. It sets that positive experience, and they stay longer in the business, and they buy more. But that's not why you're doing it. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do. But the offshoot of that is you'll see I, I saw this all the time in our business. People would bring their friends back and their friends would bring their friends. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, look at all the money they're spending just because they like our store. And they go to the other ones and they shake their head and say, oh, my gosh, we nobody even greeted us. We'll, we'll spend our money here. So that, that's how important this is. What's another pointer that you would like, you know, besides smiling and saying hello and the cell phone, what's one more Big takeaway, when we're thinking about people skills, just basic people skills, that you think yeah. people, that um, young adults and parents to some degree could sure. really benefit from? I think there's two things, and I'll keep them very simple, saying please and thank you. So if you're asking somebody for their credit card, can I please have your credit card, or can I please see your driver's license, always saying please when you're requesting something. And this is a mistake I see all the time, and I'm sure your audience and you have experienced this. Here's a tip. When you when somebody says thank you to you, especially if it's a customer, you do not answer with no problem. You don't answer with yep. You don't answer with sure. You answer with you're welcome. So if somebody says thank you very much or thank you, 
You respond with smile and say, you're welcome. That's very polite. It should just be universal, but if you do it, so many companies don't do it, people will remember your business and, and come back. Just because of those little things, it makes a big difference. So again, if somebody says, thank you, you smile and you say, you're welcome. And, and, and I'm like, that reminder sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody does. But think of all the businesses we go in where that doesn't happen. You say, thank you, and they say, yep, yeah, or no problem, or have a good one. That's not it. That is not going to bring the customers back. Remember, it's the little things. And the other thing I was going to say is that first impression over the phone, smiling and answer that yep. phone, answering that phone properly. And a lot of adults don't do it either um, is very important. And I think I think we can touch go a little deeper in that, especially because nowadays so much business is being conducted remotely. I mean, you and That's I are doing point. a video chat, but um, sure. more and more. It's you may be you may be hired to answer a phone. And so would you mind going a little deeper into that? When when somebody answers the phone, what should they be doing? Well, that's a great point. I'll show you what not to do first. And I used to do this training with our employees. That was before caller ID. I used to call a business that never answered their phone properly and they would just answer it. You know, um, Tim's motorcycle shop. Well, that's not how you answer the phone. All you should do it properly is smile and say, Hello, this is Jim's Motorcycle Shop. You know, or, or you could say, hello, Jim's Motorcycle Shop. This is Tim. How may I help you? So that's a four-step process. It's smiling and greeting them with a friendly hello. You're not just answering Tim's Motorcycle Shop. Hello, Tim's Motorcycle Shop. This is Kurt. How may I help you? And I'll tell you, you will get compliments from people that will say, oh, that's such a nice greeting, because most people don't do it. So, again, smile, answer the phone, hello. Tim's Motorcycle Shop, this is Kurt, how may I help you? As simple as it sounds, it's a big differentiator and a competitive advantage for businesses that train their employees to do that. And I'll tell you, most companies are not going to train the young adults in these social skills that we're talking about. They will throw them on the sales floor or they'll throw them to shadow somebody else who's not doing it properly, and they won't learn this. But one more thing I want to say about this is if the young adults do these things, they will have a big leg up over the neurotypical kids who aren't doing these things. So they will be able to keep the job and move up, and the employers will notice this. I, I agree. And, and so we covered what you can do. How can parents help the? How can parents help these young adults practice these skills? Do you have any ideas for what parents can do to help them practice, or if not parents, yeah. maybe peers or supports, personal supports? Yes, I was, I was, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I wanted to go into that next. I think it's very important to do role playing. So the first time the young adults experience this is not on at the business they're working or on the sales floor. Maybe they're at Home Depot, things like that, wherever they're working, a doctor's office. All these things are very important. So parents can role play. You know, I used to do a lot of role playing with our staff where I would pretend I was the customer and I would make the phone call and I'd say, ring, ring. And then the employee would practice answering the phone using those four steps we talked about and then vice versa. So we would switch roles. Then I would be the employee and they would be the customer. And then we'd just do some friendly correction if needed. Um, but that's a good way to get in that habit of how to answer that phone properly. I do have a teaching guide for schools that has all these techniques in it. I've got a, more importantly, I think for your audience, I've got a parent's guide that I wrote because a lot of parents who had um, young adults with autism said that would be very helpful. That way they didn't have to think of their own questions. They didn't have to go digging around 
my book, they could just use the parents guide. So my parents guide, he has a lot of those role playing activities. For instance, for example, one is you're at a restaurant with your, you know, with your family, your phone rings. What do you do? Well, it's the answer. The right answer is not answer the phone. <laughs> it's, it's ignore your phone. But yeah, I would suggest highly suggest role playing, greeting the customer. The parent could be the employee at Best Buy. I say Best Buy just because young adults seem to always pick that as the business they want to <laughs> they want to pretend they're going into. So the parent could pretend to be the employee. The the young adult could pretend to be the customer and walk in the business, practice greeting and then vice versa and show them what it's like when they don't get greet, greeted properly. Same thing with the phone calls. The parent can be the person making the phone call or you can do a team to team. Could be two teams practicing with each other and the parent kind of watching and encouraging them. So one teen or parent could be the customer calling in. The other young adult would be the employee answering the phone properly, and then they switch roles. That way they get very comfortable with it. Right. And then I like the way you broke it out in four different parts, because if, if you have a young adult or a teen with maybe executive functioning or some other challenges and they need more of the scaffolding, you can have them pick one of those steps and get really good at it before they move to the next one and then go on none. So I really like how you broke that out into the different into the different steps. Oh, thank you, Eric. I, I think that's a very good point. One other thing I'll mention about answering the phone, when I was volunteering with the Autism Alliance of Michigan, I was helping some young adults work on answering the phone. And they were great. And one young adult said to me, well, I'm never going to have to do that. I wasn't hired to answer the phone. I'm doing filing. And I said, well, there might be a point where you're the only one in the business or somebody else is on the phone and you have to answer the phone. And he said to me, Boy, my first day was yesterday, and that happened just yesterday. I had to I had to answer the phone. So it is important, even if that's not your job, there there will be some day when that phone is ringing, and you're going to be the only one available to answer it. So it's critical that you answer it properly because that's what's creating that first impression and that nice smile through the phone. It may not be that the person's in the business, but they might come in because of the way you answered the phone, or they might purchase. Right. And with businesses doing more and more with less and less, you can see people having to wear more than one hat or and the, the concern I have is how many states are becoming employment first states where to receive benefits, you have to show that you have a job. And, you know, all those states have the Department of Rehabilitative Services where in theory you should be able to get a job coach and stuff. A lot of these very simple, basic, simple, but not easy you know, basic skills that we talked about today, they're not necessarily being covered by job coaches because job coaches, maybe they're just not thinking about it or they take it for granted. And so I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us about some ideas. And in part, and to tie it up with a bow, is there, what are your last thoughts about this? What would you, you know, what do you really want to make sure parents take away from this talk today? That's, those are good points, Eric. I'll tell you that first impression and work with your young adults to smile and say hello. Greet that customer properly when they enter that business because, oh, can I tell you a 30-second story? Do we have sure. time? Okay. Well, I was at Calisantes, a great high-end market that uses my book for training. And I had a stomach ache, and I went to the cashier, and I was buying something, and she saw my wallet with my business card. She said, oh, we read that book in our, in our store. She goes, I love that book. And I said, oh, you do? 
And I said to her, now she smiled and said hello when I came to the cash register. But I said to her, yeah, she, you don't have any Coke or anything, do you? My stomach is really sore. And I was shocked because she walked me over to where the Coke and Pepsi was. And she asked, which one would you like? And I said, well, gosh, I'll take the Coke. I was surprised she didn't just point. And, right. and she yeah, from your book. But she, more importantly, she said, and this is the thing, this is the point I want to get across to parents. She said, you know, the very first day after I read your book, I waited on a customer and I greeted her and smiled, just like you said. And that woman called my manager to tell my manager what a nice job I did with her. Now, think about that. That customer went out of her way when she got home to call the store, talk to the manager, because that's such a pleasant experience. And it's unfortunately, it's so rare. So that would be my point. Work with your young adults just to smile and greet that customer properly. Every single one consistently that comes into whatever business they're in. That's so critical because you know what? It might be maybe they're working as a film editor and a client walks in the back room to get their film edited. That first impression with that multi-million dollar client is critical. So if they smile and say, hi, how are you? That's huge. If they don't do that, I do this too. They might be thinking, you know what, I, I, what other film companies can I go to? Because these people just don't seem that friendly. So no matter if they're on the front lines with customers or in the back working with coworkers, a lot of vendors, a lot of customers come to the back that smiling and saying hi, it just sets the tone for, for the future. You, you could, I could tell you stories about, about million dollar donations that have come into nonprofits because of a simple thank you note or a simple smile and a hello, because you build those relationships that way over time. Yeah, and I can tell you, I have left businesses because I felt like they just didn't care enough to want my business. I've walked in, got ignored, and it wasn't a business I was familiar with. I was kind of expecting the shop owner or the shop, the person in the shop to kind of uh, come over and, and help me out. And, you know, yeah, I could have approached them, but it was, it was kind of, I, I was taken aback, like, do you not care enough to, you know, I come into your store, you don't care enough to come see if I need any help. So I just left. I mean, I ended up not buying anything. So I think it proves your point, Kurt. Thank you, Eric. And one last thing I'll say, as, as you were saying that, that reminded me, I think when you said the job coaches, the difference is when I was in our business, I saw what happened through the years of somebody being greeted properly. Then you'd see them next week. Then you'd see them the next week. Then you'd see them the next year. I mean, and they're just buying loads of things and bringing all their friends with them. I mean, this happens so often. And it started because they had that great first impression. Had we not done that, I would have never seen those people again. And we probably wouldn't have survived right. business-wise. No, I think that's a great point. And I'll make sure that on the on the show notes on the YouTube channel that I include a link to your website. Oh, and, thank you. Um, you know the this is, and is email or phone the best way to reach you, or should they just try to reach out through the website? Because I want to make sure I put the right information up. Oh, if they if they go to the website, um, you know, the, there's contact information there. Yeah, the the website is probably the best. Um, because my email is on the website. Maybe it's better just to have the website on there, and if people need okay. to contact me, there's a contact button there. Awesome. Well, Kurt, this has been a fantastic conversation. Um, I'm sure we'll be back to do a little deeper dive. I just wanted to introduce people to the concept. Now, uh, especially with COVID right now, maybe there's a lot of people who aren't thinking yet about their teens or their young adults going back to work, but I would rather be preemptive and start thinking about it before all the businesses open wide open, 
and start thinking about it now because if you start building the well before you're thirsty, when the time comes and there's job opportunities, you're not behind the eight ball trying to catch up. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk, Kurt, and um, looking forward to continuing this conversation. Thank you so much, Eric. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. I look forward to more. Thank you for listening to the ABCs of Disability Planning Podcast. We invite your feedback and comments. Please feel free to leave a review wherever you are listening. And don't forget to hit like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you would like to connect, please email me, eric at specialneedsnavigator.us. If you'd like to learn more about or talk with a guest, please reference the show notes to find the best way to reach them.